0: for tonight, um, I just want to read to you a passage of Scripture and go over something real quick as, as we kind of get ready for our testimony night. So, if you have your Bibles with me, please open them to Acts chapter 4. So, we're in the book of Acts this morning, we're going through the book of Acts as a church, and there's a passage in Acts 4, which we haven't gone over yet on Sunday mornings that... Um, I just want to read real quick. It's just a few verses. It sets up uh, what we've been teaching about, learning about, and it sets up our testimony night tonight. So, Acts chapter 4, verse 23. Acts chapter 4, verse 23 starts with this, and after they, they being, uh, we're talking about Peter and John, they were in prison. They were in prison for preaching the gospel, and in verse 23 it says, after they were released. So, they were released From prison, they went to their own people and reported everything the chief priests and elders had said to them. Acts 4, verse 24 says this When they heard this, they raised their voices together to God and said, Master, you are the one who made the heaven, the earth, and the sea, and everything in them. You said through the Holy Spirit, by the mouth of our father David, your servant, Why do Gentiles rage and the people plot futile things? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers assemble together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in fact, in this city, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and people of Israel, assembled them together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, to do whatever your hand and your will had predestined to take place. Verse 29. And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with boldness while you stretch out your hand for healing and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak the Word of God boldly. I want to pause there, and I just want to make a few comments before we uh, have our guest speaker come up. And here we see multiple times that uh, Peter is and John, they're praying for boldness, that they've seen something happen, they've lived it out, that's transformed their lives, and they're going to speak about it, they're going to talk about it. Even if it has them ended up in prison, even if it ends up in them being arrested for their faith, for what they believe, for what they're speaking, it says at least three different times they are raising their voices. They're going to speak boldly. They're going to tell what they have experienced. And so we've been, over the last four weeks, been talking about apologetics, reasons for why we believe what we believe, that it's not a blind faith, that it's a reasoned faith, that there is science that backs up that God exists, that there is science that backs up that Jesus was a real person, that Jesus is God. And so it's not a blind faith, it's not a faith without reason, no, it is a reasoned faith. And as we gain this knowledge and gain this understanding, my prayer is that it would uh, also affect your heart, that you would believe and trust in Jesus as Lord of your life and Savior of your life. And that if you already believe that, that it would help build you, you up to go share boldly. That this is something that we can't keep quiet. That this truth, this life-transforming truth that your entire sins, past, present, and future, are forgiven that you can spend eternity with God is something that we should be sharing, something that we should have confidence in telling our friends about, encouraging our friends to learn about the gospel with us. And it's that's why tonight we're going to pause our video teaching series and have a testimony night as um, we're going to have our guest um, share with boldness about how God has changed her life. Tonight, Faith, if you want to make your way up, tonight we have... Faith Couture, uh, she is a senior at Eureka College here in town. She is the student president, technically speaking, of uh, C- uh, Crew, which is a Christian campus ministry uh, at Eureka College, which I help lead. Um, sh- education major, uh, in her last year, so she's about to graduate, and she has graciously. Um, in her busyness of life, because she, she works outside of being a student and outside of being a crew pres, the crew president, she has um, graciously sacrificed her time to prepare and then also to spend time with us tonight. So, if you would, let's welcome Faith Couture. <laughs> we can have a seat. Oh, yeah, that would be helpful. Well, <laughs> recording purposes. By the way, you're being recorded. It'll be on the podcast. Okay. By the way, yes, we have a podcast, students, that um, if you miss a Sunday night at Hype or your parents want to know what we're going over, um, they get an email weekly that has a link to what we've been teaching. So there's has a link to the video teaching, but then also I'll have a link in there for our... Um, When we pause our video teachings and we do more of a lesson or testimony night, there'll be a link in there so you can go back and listen if you miss a Sunday night, or your parents can go listen to see what we've been talking about at Hype. So, tonight, let's get to know Miss Faith Couture. So, Faith, tell us about who you are. What was your upbringing like? What was your life like growing up as a child? Um, Basically, everything leading up to where you submitted to Jesus as Lord and Savior. Tell us a little bit about background of who faith is
1: hello so a little bit about me i grew up in a town of Orion, illinois is about an hour and a half north of here um so small i had 80 in my graduating class so i am the oldest of three i have two younger brothers named alan and lonnie um Growing up, we always went to church. Like every Sunday, it was just part of our routine. We do. We get up, go to church, go to Sunday school, and then whatever we had to do the rest of the day. Um, We, outside of church, we were very active as a family. We served the church. Um, We, um, me and my brothers went on lots of mission trips through our church. We were greeters we were just very active in the church, but I would say that um, us as a family, we did it as more of like a check mark kind of thing, like, oh, we went to church on Sundays, we did our thing, we prayed, okay, let's move on. Um, Growing up, I thought you had to work hard in the relationships that you had with people. Um, Growing up, I didn't have many friends, so when I wanted to be friends with someone, I thought I had to work really, really, really hard to be their best friend. I had to know their favorite color, know their favorite snacks, know their favorite drinks, just anything for them to like me. And so growing up, I thought that I had to be, I had to work really hard in order to have the relationship with God and kind of be perfect in order for God to notice and love me. So,
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. The things that we think about in our earthly relationships, sometimes we project onto our relationship with God. So you felt like you had to work really, really hard for your relationship with your friends and that projected onto your your relationship with God where you felt like you had to work really, really hard, almost be perfect in your relationship Mm -hmm. with God. Yeah. So then what events led to the moment of when you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior where you... Um, submitted your life to Him, um, confessed Him as Savior, but then also Lord of your life, directing your life, leading um, what decisions you make? Like, what, what was that moment like for you?
1: So the older I've gotten, the re- the more I realize how I didn't really have a true relationship with God. Yes, I went to church. Yes, I did the Sunday school. Yes, I went to all these mission trips, but I felt all these years, I felt like something was missing. So freshman year of high school, my parents got divorced, and that was pretty difficult and pretty hard to go through, um, especially as the oldest. I felt like I had to kind of take charge, be in charge, kind of take care of my um, younger brothers as they were pretty young. Um, I was 15, so they were 13 and 11 at the time. So kind of had that motherly figure on them. Um, so through the years of that, I felt pretty alone, pretty angry at God. Like, why am I going through this? Um, then um, I thought I had it all together. I'm like, oh, went into college thinking, okay, I joined a crew. Here we go. Like, I can grow my relationship through God, with God. But then things started continuing to happen. Uh, Classes were hard. Um, It was COVID at the time. And, um, And then my mom decided to move out of our family home. So like everything was just coming down all at once. So it literally became a breaking point for me that I thought I was super alone. Like I tried everything I could to try to fix what was happening in my life, and it got to a point where I'm like, God, I cannot do this alone. I've tried doing it alone. It's exhausting. I'm tired, and um, I need you, so it was March 1st of 2022, so my sophomore year, was when I devoted my life to Christ and realized that I don't need to be perfect, I don't, um, I, I need God through every step of my life. So that was that turning point of like, that was when I needed God.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so since that moment, sophomore year, it's just a beautiful season, um, recognizing your need for a Savior, recognizing God being in control of your life. Um, since that moment, um, how has Jesus Christ changed your life? Um, what are some evidences that the Holy Spirit is living in you? What, what have you seen since starting following Christ as Lord and Savior of your life?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, since me committing my life to Jesus, I have just seen the true beauty of what God has done in my life. Um, uh, I have... Because I've been able to trust him and rely on him, I've been able to, um, guess like go through life, and um, be a better person because I have because I have um, Jesus. Um, Because of that, I, sorry, I realize Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And he has done a lot for us. And I'm like, I want to get to know Jesus more. So th- because of that, I have gotten to learn so much more about Jesus and what he is, who he is as a person. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so what are some specific areas you're talking about? Like you've been you've been able to glorify more in your life. What's a specific area that you recognize, oh, this is an area where I was really struggling and Jesus helped me in this specific area of my life? What, what's an example of that?
1: So I have a hard time admitting my faults. Mm. I know that I'm not a perfect person, but I don't like to dig deep in the root of my problem. And so because i know i don't have to be perfect with jesus and he's going to love me no matter what it's just easier for me to admit what i have done repent of my sins and uh, luckily jesus has that grace and forgiveness of who he is that person as that person so that i am able to okay admit what i've done and then continue to live my life out for Jesus, and know that like I'm not perfect, and Jesus is still going to love me, no matter what.
0: Yeah, you're learning to be honest with God about where you're at as a, as a person, and hopefully honest with others as well, if you can be honest with God, and also being honest and open with others.
1: Yeah, I've learned that the more honest you are with people, the better relationships you can grow with people, and turns out, I'm not alone in most of my problems.
0: This is true. Yeah. This, and it's this really, really good for students to know and understand that if you're open and honest, most likely someone else is walking along in a similar struggle and that you can walk with that person in honesty, hopefully pointing each other back to Jesus, back to the gospel, recognizing, hey, I have hope. I'm not in despair in my sin or in my struggle that there is hope. I don't have to be perfect. Jesus is perfect, and he took my place, so I don't have to be perfect. And so that way I can still have a right relationship with God. And so honesty before God, before others, is such a key component doing uh, life well, glorifying God well in your life, and enjoying him. So, yeah, that's an awesome, awesome thing to, to learn and to grow in. So, obviously, we were talking about this. When we become Christians, our lives are not perfect. We still struggle with sin. We do, I do. I still struggle with sin every single day, temptations every single day. Um, so faith, how do you deal with sin differently now that you have a relationship with Jesus as opposed to before having a relationship with Jesus? How have you uh, seen yourself deal with sin differently?
1: So before I was like,, mm, let me figure out how to do this. Let me It was mostly like, how can I fix the problem? What steps do I need to do to fix? what i am doing wrong and now it's not about me anymore it's going to god and saying hey i messed up forgive me and kind of guide and help me as i um try not to do what i am struggling with
0: yeah and i can totally relate like guys like if you find yourself stuck in a sin pattern, I know uh, I was first really aware of my sin when I was around your age when right? I became a teenager, I was starting to become more aware of how I was sinning against God and what I, how I would handle it is I would just keep it to myself trying to fix it like faith expressed like before Christ, just trying to fix it on your own and it's a very lonely place so I, I I think it's a beautiful thing to to take your sin to take your struggle before God to be honest and ask him to help change your heart in that, no matter what the sin is, no matter how big how small um, to be honest before God about it, even if it's just an attitude a sin attitude problem to take that before God to be honest about it, yeah,
1: yeah, like one example of something that like I have struggled with is a lot of judgment against other people. Um, I would judge people if they didn't do the same action that I would have done, or um, just a lot of comparing of, like, uh, just either characteristics or personality or... I mean, I was that type of person where I'm like, why is she getting all the boyfriends and guys liking her when Mm -hmm. I'm clearly the better person and I'm nicer to people and stuff so it got pretty bad um to where I was just constantly judging so um yeah I've learned that like that attitude adjustment like God these are your children these are the people that you love why I know I'm perfect but why or why am I doing the same thing if Right, why or help me learn to love the people that yeah. you love as well.
0: Totally. And it makes total sense if, if if you were struggling with trying to be perfect before God and perfect with other people that like you see yourself as almost perfect. And so you're gonna look down on somebody when they're not at your perceived level. Mm-hmm. You're gonna judge them, you're gonna think of them as lesser beings. And so when you realize your need for grace and your you're open and honest about your failures that, yeah, helps you see people in a different way. They're like, oh, you struggle. might look different, but you struggle kind of how I struggle. It just looks different. So let me come alongside of you instead of look down upon you. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. So our student ministry, uh, last couple questions. Our student ministry has been studying apologetics, so learning for reasons why we believe what we believe. Uh, We've been doing that this semester. What is one gospel truth that you would want middle school and high school students to know and to hold on to?
1: I came prepared. Um, So one gospel truth that I want you all to know is to trust the Lord. Now, I admit that. It's easier said than done. But by trusting the Lord will um, be able to open up a lot of things. So... A verse that I um, look to is Isaiah chapter 40, verse um, 30 to 31. Um, It says, youths may become faint and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. Um, I wanted to mention that because as someone who is a senior in college, I know I am surprised I'm admitting it, um, <laughs> it I have learned through my season right now that I, had, I have to trust God in the plans that he has for me. Um, I don't know, obviously I'm an education major, but I don't know what God has in store for my plans and what he wants me to do. Um, I thought I knew what I wanted, but God has definitely steered me towards other things. But overall, if you trust in the Lord, he will provide so many things that you might not even see in the moment. And it definitely is hard to, like, see it, but you'll know when that happens. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Uh, yeah, because whether you realize it or not, like when you say God is sovereign, like we're saying God is in control. God also has planned how our lives will go. And so if, when God's in control, we should look to God for the plans that he has for us. We should trust him in that and believe that he is a good God. And again, easier said than done. Um, because we see a lot of things from our vantage point, we see our things day to day instead of how God sees our life, and um, in, in totality. And so, um, yeah, it's such a beautiful truth to to trust God. Because when we don't, that passage in Isaiah, like we're gonna grow tired, we're gonna go grow re- weary, like we're we're gonna feel that alone feeling that you talked about before your relationship with Christ. You're gonna feel like. You're, you're never going to be able to measure up, never going to be able to do anything, and you're very alone. But when trusting in God, like we can be renewed by His Spirit. We can uh, be renewed by the love that He has for us. And so that's such a beautiful truth that uh, I, I wish each of us, including myself, would live out daily. All right, last question. Um, what would be some practical advice that you as a, as a senior in uh, college, about to graduate, Not trying to add any more pressure to that. Uh, What would be some advice that you would give middle school and high school students um, on how to live God-glorifying lives where they're at and as they prepare to do that uh, going into the future?
1: One advice that I do have is surround yourself with people that will keep you accountable. Um, I could not be where I'm at right here in this moment without... um, people that I have in my life. Um, They have been there by my side through everything. They have kept me accountable. But the most important thing is they have um, guided me to be closer to Jesus instead of further away from Jesus. And I literally could not do life without them and would not be where I am at. Um, without my close circle. So I just recommend having those, like, look at the people in your life. Are they helping you be a better person or um, trying to get you closer to Jesus or love like Jesus? And if so, keep them close because I have some people like that, and I definitely don't want to let them go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if you try to do life alone. You're going to be lonely. It's going to be really difficult. Uh, I think that's great advice to find the two to three people that uh, are solid in their relationship with Jesus that you know that are going to point you back to Jesus, ground you in biblical truth when you come to them with struggles and trials in life, that they're going to pray for you. They're going to point you back to the gospel. Find those people in your life, whether it's uh, family, whether it's friends at school or here at church, and be close with them. Do life with them. Um, yeah, because we're broken people. Like, we're, we're going to tend to isolate ourselves. We're going to tend to be alone. Um, like, that's just the natural inclination of, of humans. We want to hide our imperfections, and we want to put on a good show for people. But the reality is, is we're broken. We're sinful. We need to remind it of the gospel. And so we need others who are grounded in that truth to point us to Jesus, as well as point others who are close to Mm -hmm. us to Jesus. Like we need to be a good friend to them as much as they are trying to be good gospel friends to us.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've heard one thing that someone told me that always stuck close to me is when it comes to friends, find your four quarters compared to your 100 pennies, both equal the same amount, but quarters are, like, more. So find your close-knit. So that's okay. my yeah. little tidbit. Yeah, that's a find good Find your quarter, visual. friends.
0: Find your quarters. <laughs> yes, I like it. Okay, so we're going to end our testimony night, how we end um, all of our testimony nights. I'll take that, Mike. Thank you. And we're going to pray for faith. So because uh, we're running short on time, usually we do, like, a Q&A. Uh we got t- Does anybody have any questions for Faith? We got time for like let's say 3 questions max. Sam, you got a question? Where do you work?
1: I work at Michaels in Eureka. So uh, if
0: you go to Michaels, you might have seen Faith. She works there a lot.
1: Yes, I do. Not that I work. Yeah. I work there a lot. So if you I'm usually at the front counter, so can't miss me.
0: Yeah. All right, Joa and then Victoria, and then that'll be it. That'll be our three questions. Uh, like, what are you planning on being, like, after college? So what are you planning on doing after college?
1: So my degree is elementary education and special education. So I am able – so for elementary ed, that is first grade through sixth grade. And for special education, that is kindergarten through the age of 22 – I am leaning more towards special education. That's where my heart is. Where at specifically? That's a big fat question mark because I have so many options. Um, There is a need for teachers everywhere. So that is where I'm trusting God on his plans of where he wants me to teach.
0: Yeah, all right, Victoria, what was your question? Where are you currently going to church?
1: I am currently going to Cross Point, AKA here. Um, I have been coming here since freshman year. So this is my fourth year. Yeah, fourth year. So I've been coming here for four years. Um, started teaching sun chasers a year ago. So I've been helping out with preschool this past year. So, yeah.
0: How's preschool?
1: It has its challenges. Um, (laughs) I love her. Um, No, uh, considering that I've worked with um, older kids um, through teaching, like fourth, fifth, sixth graders, preschool has definitely been a change. Um, But I love it. The kids are just so energetic and, um, yeah. I, I do enjoy it.
0: Yes. Well, we're, we're thankful that you're here and that you've called Crosspoint home during your college years. I know it's blessed our family and our church family, Um so we're very thankful for that. So uh, let's pray for Faith. So um, I'm going to do that. Yes, Joa. Can it wait till after I'm done praying? I think it can. Okay. Awesome. So, as I pray, if you want to extend an arm out to show support for faith and just that you're also um, in in line with praying for faith, uh, just extend an arm out and we'll pray for faith together. God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for um, just the beautiful story that um, you have created in Faith's life, uh, how you've worked in her life from her childhood, exposing her to biblical truths, and then grabbing hold of her heart. A sophomore year of college, and just thank you for bringing her here to Crosspoint, uh, just a, a blessing that she is to, uh, I know, uh, my personal family, but then to our church family as a whole, and serving and loving others and pointing others to you, and being an, uh, a light and a witness for you on campus at Eureka College. God, I pray that you would continue to fill her um, with boldness and courage to, to share those gospel truths to students on Eureka's campus that uh, don't know you, And I just pray that you would uh, allow her to just see where you're working in the next steps of her life, Um, where to work, um, what role or job that looks like, and how you're going to provide for her. God, I pray that you would continue to reveal uh, your plan, your purpose for her life. Uh, God, I just thank you for tonight, and thank you just for um, these times that we get to see you working um, actively through us. God, it is a joy to see you at work. Help us to always be alert and aware of where you're working in our lives and the lives of others around us. God, we love you. We serve you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, give it up for faith.